Thanks for joining us at the Business Growth Cafe, where each week we select from a menu of topics for a focused discussion with an industry expert to provide insights that can impact your business's growth with your host, Angelo Ponzi. I am Angelo Ponzi, your host here at the Business Growth Cafe, and thank you for joining me. Managing your business and personal finances is essential. Duh, come on, be serious. Of course you know that. But in today's environment with COVID-19, it is more important than ever to really be strategic with those numbers, not just talking about them, not just looking at your financial reports each month, but really digging in and understanding the story that they tell and how you can be strategic with them. Today at the cafe, I'm excited to have Marcia Reiner, CEO of Bella Financial and fellow podcaster and host of Profit with a Plan, to discuss gaining clarity, control, and confidence with your money and making the right decisions to become competitive today and in the future. Marcia, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, and this is such a timely topic, so glad to, yeah, really glad to put in. Yeah, thank you so much. Now, um, before we get started, why don't you take a, a few minutes to tell the audience about yourself and your business? Yes, thank you. So I am a fractional CFO for small business owners and a financial business strategist. And I've helped tons of small business owners get clarity on their game plan so they know exactly what they need to do to make the money that they're hoping to make. And it's all formulated on, on a business plan. And so uh, I've got uh, uh, quite a few years experience in the 20-something uh, as a business owner. Uh, several businesses um, came from a family of business owners. And I found out what not to do through experience and watching those around me that I started to learn things that were successful. And it all formulated out of the money. And every decision you make in your business involves money. Mm -hmm. So I started to really tune that in and that's where I became today. What's that old saying, money makes the world go round? Oh, it sure does. It makes everything going around and your business revolves 100% on money. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, it used to, people used to say, you know, money make, won't make you happy. And I used to respond, yeah, but it'll make me smile a lot. <laughs> you know, I'd rather be unhappy and rich than unhappy and poor or happy and poor. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, you go. <laughs> so totally on the money side. <laughs> all, all in, all in. So I, I do ask a few uh, similar questions to all my guests. Mm -hmm. And so the first one is when you think about growing your business, right? What keeps you up at night? We just talked about it. The money. Where's the money coming from and, and how am I spending it in the best way? And, um, you know, the biggest challenges every business faces is where is that money coming from and what do I need to do to make that money come in more often and more consistently? And then when it's going out, I have a, a phrase I've coined, um, spending strategically, where every dollar that goes out has to return an ROI or a return mm -hmm. on your investment. Um, so yeah, where, where, where the money is what keeps most people up at night. Do you find when you're talking about that and return on investment for every dollar. I love that. Mm -hmm. As a marketing guy, I'm always held accountable. Yeah, right. you're spending a lot of money in marketing, but we're not getting anything for it. So it's always coming up with a way to justify um, that investment. So is that 
and, and part of your strategy in working with your clients, I mean, is that part of your model and actually showing them how they can, you know, invest, if you will, or in their future with that return on investment? Well, yes, there's, um, there's two things that make you money in your business and everything else costs is a cost innovation and marketing. Now I'm no marketing specialist, you know, it's not my training, but I'm always pulled towards it because that's what makes a business work is you've got to have the marketing and it's constantly having to run. So we talk about with my clients, we talk about the big picture, the strategy, you know, how you're going to, what you want to achieve and who that ideal client is and, and the message that you're talking about. But it is big picture as a financial strategist. Well, then I bring in the expert to help execute it on because marketing is one of those two things. And again, I'm saying two mm -hmm. that you should never do yourself. You should never do your own accounting and damn it. You should never do your own marketing give that to the experts in that area because in both cases you may know enough to do what you need to do but chances are you're spending five or six times more hours and money trying to do it yourself okay i would agree with that i would agree yep. with i might i might take that clip of you saying how important marketing is and use that in my, <laughs> Absolutely. In my promotion that's fantastic 20 percent. that's all i charge okay no worries no worries contracts in the mail um what is the best business advice you've ever given and or received if it's different? Wow. Well, the best advice I've received, business advice over the years, is kind of what we just talked about. It's hiring. Um, you're not an island. You, there's no reason why you should be in business all by yourself, holed up in your office with only your own self to look at. You need partners. You need partners that can help you do things. Uh, your, first of all, you need to figure out what your highest value is in business. If it's sales or technology or running the business, it's your job as the business owner to find out that expertise, that, that, that sweet spot that you find in. Then that's what you should do. Everything else should be delegated and should be delegated to people that have bright ideas and, and can handle the tasks self-directed. And so I think that's the biggest thing as a small business owner, which I am and I've come from, you know, I've been in situations where I've had a few employees, but never 20, 30, 50, 100, 200 employees. It's always been in that small, um, they call it micro business uh, world. But most business owners in that world tend to feel like they've got to shoulder the entire weight of the world on their shoulders, doing their own accounting, doing their own marketing, trying to make decisions on their own, trying to be the, the, the chief dishwasher and, 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 you know, economic forecaster at the same time. Yeah. And it really can't be done. So my advice that I've been given, and it took me a while, it took me a real while to be able to realize this and take advantage of it. But you need help. You can't do it yourself and you shouldn't do it yourself because two, mm -hmm. two brains, masterminds are always the way to go. Yeah. Wise words, wise words. I mean, it's so many times and I, I've run into this myself where, you know, the, the CEO is also, again, had been doing the, mar I, as a matter of fact, I got a lead today and the CEO has been the person doing all the marketing. 
<laughs> and it's like, well, that's not what you should be doing. You have a lot of other things to be doing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So my last question before we kind of take the next step is, as a business owner, if your journey was a book, mm. what would the title be? Wrong turns. <laughs> <laughs> Too many wrong turns. <laughs> the slow path sometimes. Um, my goodness, I could, I could come up with a whole lot of things. Like I said, as a business owner, we all struggle. Um, and, you know, then add the woman factor into it. And, and I'm constantly beating myself up for not getting there faster, you know, quicker, stronger, more money, more, more growth. So, um, I think, I think those are the challenges that, that, that I face. So yeah, maybe the, the slow road, <laughs> the broken road, but I have to say through all of that, I've learned some tricks mm -hmm. and, and, you know, they, they say, um, Beauty is wasted on the young because it should be given to the old who are mature enough to handle it. You know, um, I think I've got my maturity in business enough to say I know what not to do. And I've learned from these tricks and I'm smart enough and wise enough to start to implement them. Now it's come later in life because I tried to, you know, put a square peg into a round hole for many, many years. Um, but I think I think I've come out of it and I've seen I've seen the light. I've seen the light at the end of the tunnel and when it all finally comes in place, you feel it in your core and things start to happen because you're living in your, in your, in the right place and mm -hmm. doing the right things. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no uh, substitute for the business of hard knocks. I mean, it, <laughs> you've been knocked around a bit. I love your analogy. And, and actually I use a, a road analogy all the time of the road to growth and it is twists and turns and bumps and potholes and, and my very first entrepreneurial venture, I was 23, and it's a long story, but in and out in eight months. But that eight months, it was probably the best education I've ever had because I learned about partners, I learned about the value of money, I learned about <laughs> bad strategies, I relied on too many people. That I, I relied, my partners were 20 years older than me, hmm. so I relied on their, you know, uh, expertise as uh, senior quote unquote level people that they knew what they were doing and they didn't know what they were doing at all. Hmm. And um, they were fronting. I was, yeah, I was, uh, I was the money guy and a lot of the labor guy and, and, hmm. uh, but I learned and it was, it was a great experience. I don't wish it on anybody, but if you've been there, you know what it's like to, uh, to have those ups and downs. Yeah, and I think the other thing that, that we all need to know in business is that <clears throat> there's, no, there's no real shortcut. Um, there's no super fast track, just like you, you, know, you didn't gain weight overnight. You're not going to lose it overnight. There's no yeah. magic pill. What? It takes time. <laughs> yeah. It takes work. And you got to put in the time. You got to put in the work. You got to see the, the, bring on the advisors. You got to do everything that, that needs to be done to, to make it be a success. Sure. So as an entrepreneur and I, and my show is about, you know, business growth and entrepreneurial mm -hmm. and, and so before we start talking a little bit more about financial strategy, I want one more, a few more questions on your business growth. So yes. if I remember correctly from reading, you started this, uh, Bella financial around 2017, mm -hmm. right? summer 2017. Yep. So there's, there's an impetus, right? There's something that happened. There's a <laughs> moment in time you woke up one day and said, I'm going to start a business. 
So what, what was that spark? Yeah, but, <laughs> we, we've all done that. Trust me. It's like, I left that job. What? Um, Why did I was, do that? Yeah. What was the, 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 the factor that motivated you to, to kind of jump into this venture? Well, I'd been, I'd been, I had tried many times to become a successful business owner and I would get to a certain point in my business where I thought I was doing well. I was comfortable. Something would happen. Uh, I chased my ex-husband all over the country. You know, every time I'd get my business up and running, he'd move us. So I'd have to start from scratch again. Um, you know, it was a time in my life um, where Divorce set in. Uh, I had an aging mother that had an injury that I needed to care for. And then I was in a corporate position um, where they were cleaning house. And I wasn't marked for cleaning house, but I was the oldest person on this young team. And in comes a new, um, a new stud, you know, who was going to lead us and clean house and get us all moving into his way. And you know, energetically, he and I just didn't get along. And it was foreseen that there was going to be larger roadblocks in my way. Um, every time I turned, I felt like I was putting my foot in my mouth and I was making mistakes and, and things that I've never done before. But I felt like the energy was just, he was, he was pushing me out. And so I was stumbling, trying to hold myself up. And you know, I said, I'm done with that. Sure. And uh, so I, I, got, I got recruited by a gentleman um, that was brilliant. He was super genius IQ, had these fabulous strategies. And I said, I want to work with you. But he was a hot mess. He couldn't, I mean, it, it was just, there was total chaos in the environment I wasn't comfortable in. So then I tried another small firm that promised again, you know, a lot of planning and a lot of strategies and business owners. And I got in there and they wanted me to sell products first and plan later. And so as a certified financial planner, I wanted to plan. I had had this experience with business owners. I understood money. Um, and also the final piece on this puzzle that knocked it over is the investment world, which I had been working in for the last, um, you know, 10, 12 years, the environment was racing to zero. Mm -hmm. There was no income um, that you could make for your skill set. Um, Fidelity was it, you know, dropping from four down to 495 for their charges. Now they're zero. Schwab was doing the same. Um, robo advisors were coming in to say the computer generated model can invest your money with more success than a, an individual can. And um, I just didn't like the marketplace for the investment advisors and the wealth advisors. And um, I, I just decided to leap. And when I did, it was it was cold water. It was scary. Yeah. But I did it, and it was like once you got in and you kind of got used to the water, this elephant got off of my shoulders, and it was replaced by a monkey on my back, by the way. But the <laughs> elephant got off my shoulders, and I felt like this is where I belong, and this is what I was trying to bump into walls over here and over there with all the other companies trying to do what I wanted to do but didn't fit into their alignment. 
Mm-hmm. So that was the the short story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm sure I have some similar stories. Uh, maybe we'll we'll talk yeah. offline sometime. But yeah, it's uh that that one thing that makes you want to do it. And a lot of the times for for me when I was uh, the second time I did it, I just felt that my company I was working for wasn't going anywhere. Uh, I wanted to move into more for, for, I'll work for an advertising agency. I wanted to move more into consumer products. They wanted to stay B2B. I mean, I was the number two guy and I was just constantly arguing with the owner Yeah, and I it, just couldn't see my, alignment. yeah. And, and so eventually I just said, I, I, I just got to go out on my own. And if I think I'm that good, I'm going to go try it. And, and uh, so that was the second time. And that was seven years after the first time. Mm. So I didn't wait too long, but, um, but uh, that one worked out pretty well. So as a last question on this section, then really as a entrepreneur and someone listening that's thinking about, I think I want to start my own business tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What, what advice would you give them? Make sure it's something you like. You know, as I, as I joke to my listeners all the time, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're lucky. You get to choose whatever hundred hours you want to work a week, right? <laughs> yeah. So you better like what you're doing and it better be a passion and a skill set for you. And then from there, I think you have to figure out why you can make an impact and what, what impact can you make? What transformation can you make in somebody's life that it's worth you straining your life, your financial life, straining your family life or your relationships you have on it, and then working your ass off because <laughs> those are the pieces that you're going to do. But yeah. if you have that in you and you can, you can be the, the, the self-employed person and you have the determination and the, um, and the, the, the desire to work and the capabilities to work on your own um, and you got a little money in your pocket, hell go for it because that's what makes, that's, that's what makes the world go around really yeah. does in the, to be a business owner. What are we're, the small business world is a huge percentage of the people in the economy. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean the mega um, corporations aren't the, the money that goes in the economy, but um, the people us small business owners, we're the actual, we're the, we're the, we're the, we're the heart and, and lungs of the economy. Yeah. Yeah. That's another whole podcast that we can <laughs> go know, off right? on. Yeah, really. So let, you know, obviously we're not telling our listeners anything that they don't know. The world no. has changed right now and, and there's really a lot of challenges. And and when you, when you talk to your clients, you come at it from a, a financial point of view and looking at their the kind of their strategy work on their finances. And I, I do it from a marketing side. And, and I, when I think about marketing and growth strategies is kind of the, where I play, I, I look at customers and competition and market opportunities and, and all those different aspects. And not only the verticals that they're currently in, but where do they want to go? Where are those opportunities? So when you think about it from a financial standpoint, when you're starting to deal with those financial strategies, what are, the, what are the pieces that you look at from a strategist standpoint? Good, good question and, and good frame of reference for, with the marketing and then mine. So I build off of five core pieces. First of all, everything I do is off of a business plan. 
um, I know business plan is a very, um, you know, once a year or maybe a when I need some money kind of thought. But a business plan is the foundation for every single thing that you do in your business. And you should never, ever, ever be in a reactive mode and reacting to what the business is throwing at you. You should always be in a proactive mode. And that involves having a plan and a strategy. So I've got five pillars that belong in my strategy. And these are all part of the business plan. The financial side of it, the organizational side of it, and there's many little fingers mm -hmm. that come off of these. There's the product side. Mm -hmm. Then there's the marketing piece. And then there's the growth piece. So Angela, you focus on this on the last three, but it's all part of it and right. there's pieces of it. So the first level, the first part that you need to focus on is the money. And the money you have to understand in, in deep, deep clarity. Where are you financially today? And then where do you want to go in the future? And if you don't know where you are, you can't tell where how you're going to get to the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that foundation piece is really taking the, the, the tools that you have to work with today. What are my assets? What are my, what are my cash flow? What is my cash flow? What are my accounts receivable coming in? Um, what are my accounts payable come, going out? Uh, what, what opportunities do I have? Um, what kind of investments do I need? whether it's, it's from partnership or from a bank or from your own savings account. And then when you figure all that foundation out, you can turn around and start to figure out how you can utilize each of those pieces to, as I said earlier, create an ROI. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so I just went through an exercise, I want to call it an exercise, but about a year or so ago with a, with a company and we looked at where they were and looked at their growth strategies mm -hmm. and, and they 30 years they they had just kind of inched along and kind of some new management new blood and we talked about how can we really take this company up 30 40 50 percent over the next five years so we did a lot of historical analyzing of data you know how many proposals what's the average close rate all, you sure. know all those kinds of things sure. and then we went out into the future and said okay we want to be x millions in five years now how do we get there let's start working backwards and start mm -hmm. those building blocks, reverse right? engineering reverse Absolutely. engineering it and and so when you look at it from that standpoint and from the the financial side because like one of the strategies was acquisition well one of my conclusions was we can't acquire anybody because you know, if we don't hit one, two, and three years, and year three is when we want to acquire somebody, the acquisition doesn't, without the acquisition, we don't get to four and five. Yeah. So, so it really was laying that kind of, I don't call it a puzzle, but, you know, how are we going to get there? And, and so it's, it's called a plan. Plan, yeah. I, I'm <laughs> a big a believer plan. in plans. My, <laughs> my favorite always was go into the client meeting. And, and when I was in the advertising business, we always had an annual. And I, and I can honestly say more than more than once the client pulled the plan off the shelf and blew the dust off it. So, um, Sad. yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, you're, you're, you're so right because in order for you to get, you know, if you think I have a one year old grandson, so we've, we just spent the last few months trying to get him to walk and he wanted to run. 
but you can't run until you learn how to walk and you can't walk until you learn how to have some balance and you can't have any balance until you learn how to sit up. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all, it's all reverse engineered, like you said, but you have to do step one. You cannot jump to step two or the foundation of your house will fall down because, or the, the sticks of the house because you don't have a solid foundation. Yeah, that's, that's really good. To your point, you can't tell if your plan's working if you don't have a plan, right? And, <laughs> and throwing it against the wall one. and seeing, like if it, seeing if it sticks is not, a, is not a plan. Yeah, the spaghetti plan doesn't work. Yeah. One of the things I talk a lot about is, from a branding standpoint, is about brand health. How healthy mm -hmm. is your brand in the marketplace? Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to turn that on you then, looking at kind of the financial health of a business. I mean, how do you look at that and how do you advise your clients that, hey, look, at you've got some big issues here financially or, you know, the healthier business is in trouble, which in turn, I like to look at things holistically. It's going to roll out to every department. So come at it from a different standpoint than I do. No, you're, you're so right, because the health of the business is, is how many multiples can you withstand uh, financially? So even if you're saying, OK, what is my nut? What do I have to cover each month to be able to keep the doors open, whatever those invisible doors may be or solid doors they may be? Understanding your numbers is the key to that. So when you can lay it down and say, OK, I need let's just hypothetically $10,000 a month to run my business. And that means risk factors. That means, you know, lights on to product development, to product shipment, if service development, service shipment. So if you put all of those numbers down and say, this is the bare minimum I need. And then here's the luxury items that I need. Mm -hmm. so I always come in and say, just like on your personal finances, you've got, let's get the bare minimum. Let's have all the stuff that I need to run this business properly, not luxuriously, but properly. And then how many multiples of that do I need to make sure I'm safe in case something like COVID-19 comes up and knocks us upside of our head that we have enough slush fund to keep our business going. And what measures or strategies will we take to get through the other side? So it could be something as simple as I need three months, you know, like in your personal three mm -hmm. months, if you're married, six months, if you're single um, to be able to weather the storms that are going to hit you, going to hit you. Um, this one hit us on many aspects that yeah. we weren't prepared on just as 2008 yep. hit us on financial, on housing, on, you know, the interest rates. And I mean, so many different avenues. We have to manage risk as a business owner and making sure that we're financially solid. We need to have a strategy in case this happens. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do? I'm going to stream and I'm going to furlough this percentage. I'm going to spend on this and not spend on that. It's, it's all a strategy. But if you're, if, you're, if you're going like this and like this and like this, yeah. you, you're going to get killed. Well, you're going to get killed and the business will die. And all of your blood, sweat, and tears that you put into this business because that's what we put in, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, in 2008, 2009, I actually tried to start a business and, you know, it didn't go anywhere. Nobody saw that coming. 
and just like people might have prepared for another recessionary time, nobody certainly prepared for, for this pandemic. So segue and then to talk a little bit about that. When this first happened, it was a lot of companies are preserving cash, cutting marketing, cutting all their spending, laying people off, just reacting, just not thinking about the impact it was going to have long term, but just preserve cash. Good, fear. bad, fear. Fear got in the way. So with your clients, then, how have you and, and how would you counsel someone today who's listening saying, you know, I, I did everything he just said, but that might have not been the best strategy. They should have sought counsel. They should have called you up. But what kind of free advice can you get today? You know, I'm a giver. So, yes, um, I'm always thinking of, of what I can do to help. And um, the message that I share with my clients, that I share with my friends and my, um, my, the people I work nearby with, uh, is always going to be about being visible, being active. You can't stop your business and then start it up. If you think of how long it takes to get a, a, a ship moving again or a, or a train moving again, it takes a lot more power if you're dead stop, mm -hmm. um, first of all. So don't ever stop working in your business. If you do, or whatever you've done in the past, today's a new day. Start it up again. Get moving in the right direction. But as I said earlier, there's really only two things in your business that generates money, marketing and innovation. So in times like this, we should be visible to our clients. We should have not cut our marketing budget. Maybe we reallocate it in a different way, but we should never cut our marketing budget but we need to innovate and pivot and shift to what our customer is feeling and has different needs. So you may not be the same business you were two months ago in the beginning of March. You may come out of this a different type of business, but in order to be a business, you need to be visible and you need to be active. And the only way you can do that is by marketing. And marketing does not always mean I'm selling you a product today. Right. My belief in marketing is that there's a cadence to it. Give, 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 ask. Give, 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 ask. Mm -hmm. And if you're giving something of value and helping someone see through and it's your best stuff ever, when you ask, they're going to go, absolutely, you gave to me. So I'm ready to buy from you. Yeah, I love that. And, and oh, by the way, you listeners out there, you this is a, a CFO telling you to invest money in marketing. I just want to make make sure you understood <laughs> that. Um, I think we have time for a few more questions, uh, and I'm probably going to go over a little bit if you're still good with that. Sure. Um, what is the biggest mistake you've seen businesses make right now? Um, that that fear, letting that fear eat them up, um, and thinking that the world is going to come to an end. Um, not pivoting or shifting like they need to and letting the fear just eat them alive. Okay. Any surprises you've seen from companies during the last uh, few months? Surprisingly enough, the one that's, that's been kind of sticking with me for the past couple of days, I got an email, Soup Plantation went under. 
Yeah. You know, the salad bar place, um, you know, they come under a bunch of different names, but they sent out an email. I don't know how I got on their email list, but uh, I used to get their coupons and they sent out an email saying they're closing doors and not, not standing up. Um, you know, I, I, that was a surprise because I think, I think there's a lot of great businesses out there. But again, if you didn't plan and you didn't take the right steps after it happened, then it's probably just continued to suck the life out of you. And yeah, that's an interesting, actually this off topic, but not so supplementation is very interesting to me now that you've said that, because if you think about their model, you're going down, you're reaching in, you're touching, they got sneeze guards. Yeah. I would think that buffet style like uh, Vegas. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I would see that people going there's like, no way I'm going in there because I have no idea who's touching what. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and they would be one of the last types of businesses that were able to come back out and they would have to completely change their model. So instead of going through the numbers and thinking, how can we still provide a fresh salad based product to our clients in, in a way that they would enjoy it. They said, forget it. It's too much work. We're going to close up. Yeah. Wow. When instead they couldn't have like a lemonade kind of list and say, you can have all these things, but we're going to serve it to you. Yep. Okay. So you got a, a $10 an hour or $11 an hour person, you know, slinging the, the, the 12 different types of salads you're going to have and pouring the soup for you. And yeah. handing you bread. It doesn't seem like the end of the world, but they yeah. thought that that was too much work for them. Well, and you made a good point too, because they would have been one of the last ones to really come back because of the because of their model. They can't serve curbside and that kind of stuff. But they could if they did an order type basis. You know yeah. what's on the menu. You know what you like. You put in your order and you say, "I want garbanzo beans on my salad." And here it is, and they shovel it out and give you the salad on the side, and you got curbside. Yeah. You know, um, look at the line at Starbucks. You've been in a Starbucks drive-through lately? No, That's I haven't. At least an hour line <laughs> every single time. That's I got good coffee right here. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I had to go on my own. So but yeah, um, it's it's pivoting and shifting, and and if right. you don't do that. But that's the whole premise, though, right? It's about having a plan and a strategy, right? What's, what is it? Work the plan, plan the work, or work yes. the work, or whatever it is. And there's so many quotes and famous quotes about planning that, you know, we take for granted sometimes. And, and in, you really can't because you don't know how you're going to get there. You might get there eventually, but that road could be all over the place versus really understanding what it's going to and take. I have to say that that is the most common situation that, or, or my, my biggest roadblock when I'm working with my clients is that they're like, I don't want to do a, fu- a fluffy, fluffy plan. I don't want to, you know, go through all this stuff because I'm not going to, I'm not going to put it to work. But how I consult and, and counsel my clients is what that plan is on their desk. Mm-hmm. They're looking at it on a weekly basis. Okay, you're, here's your KPIs, your key performing indicators. Did you achieve that goal? What's the next step? What tricks, what shifts, what tactics do we need to do to get to where you want to go? It's a living, reading document, set of documents that has the financial plan, the marketing plan, the sales plan, the operation plan, the growth plan. It's got all these plans inside of to make the big plan. 
but it's everything that you need to do and it's a living breathing document mm -hmm. so yeah it's 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 the hard part because business planning has that let's do it on january 1st because we have to or yeah. i have to put a plan together because i want to go to the bank and get a loan you know it's an afterthought or a small thought and it's often thought as a waste of time where 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 the world i come from it's everything yeah yeah wise words i'm i'm a huge believer in planning well we have actually come to the end of our time together so um you want to tell the listeners how they can find out more about you and reach you and connect with yeah, you yeah absolutely so i am the proud author of my book big profit secrets exposed uh, you can get it on Amazon. Hopefully, you'll have a link there for them. Um, again, Big Profit Secrets Exposed. Um, you can also hit me up anytime I offer a complimentary consultation to my um, to the listeners. Uh, we'll sit down for a half hour, no sales, just a strategy. Come to me with one of your issues, one of your problems, and I'll either help you solve the problem or I'll drastically reduce that problem for you and let you experience me a little bit. And That's then good. one other place is um, I've got a workshop on uh, starting online. Uh, it's all about how to put the plan together. It's a six-week workshop, and it's at bigprofitstrategy.com. All right, fantastic. Hold the book up one more time. You bet. There Happy you go. You. Look at that. And when did you when did you publish that? I published that um, last uh, last December at Christmas. I was sick, so I think I had the Corona during Christmas during during December. This past and Christmas. So I, yeah, I was sicker than a dog coughing for like six weeks, and that's when I finished and published it. And this has some great ideas. I've got five ideas in there on how to increase your income, and five ideas on how to spend strategically, and then a couple other little tidbits on. Um, marketing and business planning uh, business credit you know things like that in there so it's Great. real valuable it's an easy read it's I'll have to not pick one up you get into forever so not to pick one up yeah it's it you know it's interesting that you said that as a side note in january i got sick and i was my headache and coughing and sneezing and i had like my lungs were hurting and all this stuff i didn't have trouble breathing but you know every time i breathed i could feel the wheezing and I went to the doctor and they go, oh, you got a sinus infection, which I never get my entire life. But I said, okay. And that lasted a really, really long time. And just recently, my wife and I were talking, because of course I gave it to her, um, that we actually think we might have had it as well. Well, I talked to I talked to a medical professional that said we had something similar. It wasn't similar. the actual coronavirus. I guess that's what they're saying. But you know what? I think it also gave me the immunities to be able to make it through here. And I've done my social distancing and I've stayed at home and all that. But at the same time, um, yeah, I was sicker than a dog. But that's when I finally finished it because um, if, if you're anything like me, you want it to be perfect and you're sitting there and you're going and you're going and you're going and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to pull the trigger and go <laughs> perfect or not. I'm going. And I did. So, you know, me already too well, because I have two books in the works at various stages. And uh, my personal goal was to get it, get them finished, at least one of them finished during this time. And here I sit and still here haven't finished it. Yeah. Well, I put out a big grease board and I made a plan. Uh, on on how I was going to put it all together and lay it out, and I took a lot of my uh, topics from my podcast and I just put it in there and uh, kind of fine tuned it. In hindsight, I should have worked with a professional. And my second book, I will work with a professional. But I felt like you know I, I'm that 
they, a lot of the professionals wanted to have you do it their way, and I wanted to kind of put it out. First of all, I wasn't sure I was actually going to get it out, um, but I did, and now I'm a published author, and I'm going to, my next one will be Bigger Profits Now, and uh, it'll, uh, it'll, it'll, be a, it'll be a work in progress. So. Well, fantastic. You know what? That's motivation for me, so uh, that's where I'm going to be spending my time this week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that done. Yeah, well, thank put you. out a grease board. Write yeah. down the plan, put the chapters out, and you'll just start pounding them out. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, and thank you so much for listening today at the cafe. You can find out more about me, read my blogs, or view my show videos at theponzigroup.com, or certainly connect with me on LinkedIn. And if your business is ready for growth and you need a CMO, but you're not quite ready for a full-time person yet, connect with me. I'd welcome the opportunity to talk to you about the benefits of using a fractional CMO. And lastly, please subscribe to this show. And if you're already a subscriber, I encourage you to let others know about it so they can benefit from the great content like we had today. And you can find out more about the Business Growth Cafe at businessgrowthcafe.com or on any major podcast platform. Please join me next week for lunch at the Business Growth Cafe. Thank you. Love it. Thanks. Thank you for listening to today's discussion at the Business Growth Cafe with your host, Angelo Ponzi. Take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and visit our website at www.businessgrowthcafe.com. Read Angelo Ponzi's blogs at www.theponzigroup.com.